Welcome to the Dating Upside Down podcast. I am Alison Tinderland, your host on the dating and relationship show where everything is on the table and there is no question off limits. In this episode, we're talking about what it's like to date today and what it was like to date before mobile and before the internet. What did lo-fi dating look like in generations past? And what effect is the paradox of choice having on singles today? I guess I'm trying to put the technology generation of dating into context. So how did we get here? And what do we need to change, if anything? And who better to ask than my mum, Mother Tinderland, as we'll be calling her today, the woman closest to me and who has her own interesting relationship history. I think the expectation on each party is enormous. I don't think the expectation was as high in those days. Boy met girl, you both knew what each other did for a living or you were studying or what kind of families you came from and you went bang, that's it, let's get married. Mother Tinderland is a total champion and although we can challenge each other at times, she's the woman I love the most in the world, plus she's really funny. She even tried to pimp me out on Facebook recently Which was funny, but it got me thinking, how does she feel about me being 41 and single? Big question, but we're going to go there. So come along. So I want to introduce and welcome Mother Tinderland. Thank you. Hi, Mum. Hi, and thank you. Thank you you for having me. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Yeah, good, good. A little bit... um, um, it's a bit foreign. Foreign is the word. Yes. Yeah, but up for the challenge. Up for the challenge. That's what we love, mum. Up for the challenge. Good. I guess I just want to go back to a post, a comment on a post that I'm, I put up recently. Mm. And your comment was hilarious and um, talks to the pimping out of your daughter on Facebook. So I'll well, just read it. I wouldn't have called it exactly pimping out. I know, but it, it's, it's, it, yeah, you were trying to... Okay. Well, we'll talk about your intent in a minute. But essentially, I put up a post of a heart-shaped chip crisp that I found, which I thought was quite cute and funny. And so I said, who says you can't find love at the bottom of a chip packet? Hashtag blessed. And there are many other hashtags, but I won't go into it. Uh, and then Mother Tinderland comments and says... Well, if humans don't cut it, go the next best thing. Crispy, crunchy, a little spicy and edible. Yum. (laughs) I can't even remember saying it. Yeah, you said said that. But wait, there was a second part. And then you go, but I guess a human who's hot and spicy and edible wouldn't be out of the equation. So anyone out there, here's your chance with the chip-eating human hottie. (laughs) It's one of the best things I think I've ever seen you comment but what were you like hilarious and obviously a joke but what was your intent do you think you were gonna like marry me off in that well post? i don't think it was a joke actually yeah <laughs> the intent was uh not pimping you out but it was like anybody out there there's a hottie here and if she sees a chip that's got a heart shape she would find somebody else who uh you know who's who, who's got a good heart. Aww. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a pimping exercise, but it certainly was. Um, 
every opportunity you've got to take it, Ma, that's to kind it. of to, to promote your that, to promote it. the daughter. Absolutely, I get it. I get it. It was hilarious. It, it was actually very, was very hilarious. Funny. Now that I've re- rethought about it, yeah. yeah, you're a you're a funny woman. Yeah, like it's it's <clears throat> the truth. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I want to talk about as I go on my dating and relationship journey, which, as you've been privy to, has had its ups and downs. Mm. Um, I'm trying to understand how dating and relationships have have taken place in different generations before technology, before mobile versus today with mobile and with technology. So I'm trying to understand from a personal perspective, what was dating like for you? Because you were well before technology, before the internet, before mobile, and would have had a different influence from parents as well, perhaps. So talk to me a bit about your experience dating and and going through all of that well first of all first of all i mean whilst i do believe technology is great and it's advancing every second you know the advancement of technology is fantastic and i do think online dating is has absolutely got its place and we know of personally and from what you you hear and read on the internet and on tv and movies and third stories etc third hand stories how many people have met and married and met their partners and their husbands and wives whatever and um so yes it has its place and i think it's fantastic on the other hand the way we dated was there was a lot of introductions of people that doesn't seem it happens now but because there's tinder and there's um, um, online dating it's Mm. not as prevalent as it was in our day it was you know the mother said to the other mother, I've got a, oh yeah, I've got a son for your daughter. <laughs> or the cousin said to the other cousin, I want you to meet my my cousin's brother, etc. Mm. So there was a lot, a lot of introduction. And consequently, I think when you do introductions, I think the one person knows the other person. So they can kind of fit you better. There's right. a better fit than having to... Go online and then you look at the person, you just see their face, you think, oh, yeah, this will be a fit. But really it's not a fit. Whereas when you do the introduction, the the person doing the introducing knows both parties so they can kind of work out better who's who for the relationship. I get, So you're talking more about an organic approach. Yeah, the idea of introductions and what you're alluding to as well is a lot more family involvement, um, people who know people of friends of your mother or father or brother or sister. You're right. I think it still happens today, but also that's still a mechanism. So the apps have replaced that mechanism and it's less personal, I agree. But there are some apps, for example, like RSVP, where it's not just a, you look at the picture and flip it by. I mean, there are profiles and there's there's more. Uh, there's There are ways to find out about the person. I mean, also just because you've been introduced by someone who knows someone who knows someone doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be a successful relationship. No, it's not going to be a successful relationship, but the chances are that it'll work a little better, I think, in my opinion, is because they kind of know who you are and they know who the other person is. So they can fit those go, oh, I know this person, uh, person A likes camping and um, looks after her body. And yeah, I know this guy who also likes going to the gym and um, enjoys camping. So let's put them together. Whereas you, you you kind of don't always get that on the profiles. I mean, people write that mm. on there, but, you know, it's all bullshit, really. I mean, 
that aren't that aren't well people tell that the, 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 yeah, the people online lie. dating is untrue I mean, there's a lot of untruths on online dating. That's People's true. pictures are wrong. They put the wrong age. They put th- things that they like, but they don't really like. Yeah. So it's not credible, whereas the introduction side of things is way more credible. And um, I mean, uh, it's one way of looking. I think there's credibility on both sides. But I, but I do. I hear exactly what you're saying. I do. I think it's going to be – let's get a picture of you because I, I want to – as we go into more of your – uh, dating experience, and let, we'll talk about how you met my father, etc. I want to understand for the audience: who are you? Where are you? Where were you from? Um, how old are you? What's your background? Just to give context. Okay, well, I'm originally from South Africa, from Johannesburg. I was born 64 years ago to fabulous parents, Sheila and Izzy, and they were working class people, no airs and graces, no frills. And just damn hard-working people. So my parents were very strict. My father was stricter than my mother. I mean, we mm. came from a Jewish background. And my parents, especially my father and his extended family, believed that we should um, meet and go out with the, the same class of people and the same religious beliefs that we had. So that already, in a way, narrowed things mm. down. Yeah. Um, I only dated Jewish boys. I don't think I did once date a non-Jewish boy a doctor that I went out with because I, I did nursing which my parents were not happy about me doing what did they want you um, to do I don't know what they wanted me to do to be honest with you but my mother thought it was too hard a job for me and it, nursing is a terribly hard job it's uh, very labor intensive it's very demanding and it's it's long hours um, not great pay at the time and and it is a difficult job it's not just sitting on your bum job it's a hard job and my parents were concerned about that. However, I did it and still continue to do it today over 40 years later. Mm. Um, my parents eventually did become very proud of me and my father used to say, this is Mother Tinderland, is the only, <laughs> only nurse in the world. He just loved the fact that I was, you know, um, embracing my career and did various postgraduate courses and, you know, I mm. did become, made something of myself in my my chosen career but so you you were quite young when you got married certainly when you got engaged and when you had me so how come I mean certainly much much younger than we, than people get married today so what, what well in what those days we're talking about 40 50 odd years ago in those days people did get married when they were 19 20 21 it was just the order of the day in those days. Mm. I mean, if you look around at any, most people of my age, they were in their very, very early 20s when they got married. I mean, all my family, all my cousins, my brothers, um, they all got married in their early. My cousin was 21, my brother was 22, I was 20. We all got married very young. It's just the way things worked. And it's in opposed to today where people are getting married in their basically late 20s and in fact it's more the norm in their 30s and 40s and that's just the way it is and Mm. nobody even looks down on it Mm. um for us definitely i mean yes it did work for some people to get married very young and there are a lot you know i do know a lot of people who have longevity in their marriage but i also know a lot of people whose marriages have not sustained that those early years of marriage and the difficulties that come with it because you were quite young when you got married when you got engaged you only really maybe had three or four 
good dating years. Am I right? So you would have started dating probably in the, in the early 70s. Um, I probably would have been, I mean, probably had the odd little date when I was 16, 17. Right, yeah, 17 right. definitely, but sort of 16 sort of probably had the odd little date here and there. But I would so say 17 60s. and 18, yeah. Yeah, late Is 60s. when I was, was really... And yeah, I had so I went out with some very lovely guys actually. Mm. Um, how did we meet? Well, you know, in those days, first of all, we used to have socials. Right. So today, it's akin to, I suppose, going to a not even a pub, going to a nightclub here. Yeah. Um, except the difference is here, you got the banging, the music, the dim lights. <laughs> I don't know how anybody meets anybody in a nightclub. To be perfectly honest, I'm not being old fashioned, but how do you do that? The, cl- the, the socials that we had were planned socials mm. by various organisations. There was a band or a DJ, but the lights weren't that low. <laughs> it would be girls on one side, boys mm. on the other side, like you see in the movies. Yeah. And the girls would ask, the boys would ask the girls, heaven forbid, the girls would <laughs> never ask the boys. That no. was, that kind of didn't happen that much in those days. No. And it was tough because girls would stand against the wall and were called wallflowers <laughs> if they weren't asked to dance. It was pretty tough mm. if you went out on, you know, to a, 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 a night, um, you know, a social, so to speak, mm. and um, the, you weren't asked to dance. Yeah, it was rough. Believe me, it was rough. And everybody knew you weren't asked, asked to dance. So Yeah. But that's how a lot of relationships started as well. The other thing that relationships came from mm. was there were a lot of camps that went on a lot of youth movement camps Mm. whether it be in the jewish or the non-jewish actually and a lot of kids went to that and a lot of relationships were formed in really healthy outdoor community community typed uh typed activities and that kind of doesn't happen today so you know, again, that brought people together. I think there are still um, community-based organisations where that can happen. I think there's so much, um, there are so many other opportunities and other gatherings and, and other... Yeah, but we had youth movements in those days, upfront, beautiful youth movements, which, you know, the optimal, uh, the ideal for that was sport. I mean, that was, you know, sport, activities and so on, and that brought people together. You know, and then at night you'd all have your meals together, etc., etc. I don't know if there's that the same level. Of I that think today. I think it's the level. I think there's probably not as much participation today in that community-based. Uh, well, see, people are also scared today. I don't, they don't want to leave their kids. Alone. I mean, there's 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 a whole f- different element of 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 stuff going on today. There's right, a bit safety of a fear issues factor, and safety right. issues. Which in, in our day, we didn't really have that. Mm, so. Mm. so then all the guys that you dated mm. before you met my dad, mm, mm. Um, how, did you, how did you meet them? And um, I think a couple of them were in, introduction. I think, yeah. I think one or two were from socials, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, introductions or just going out with other people and, you know, you look at each other across the room <laughs> and you kind of, you know, that's what happens and you yeah. meet them. Yeah, I remember. Oh gosh, it's going back a few years now. <laughs> I remember one guy phoning and saying, "Hi, I saw you somewhere." I honestly can't remember. And we started dating, and we actually had two guys actually like that. We actually had a very nice, good relationship. The two of them. Mm. Um, why it ended up, 
to be honest, I can't really remember. Mm. I was 16, 17. Right. Um, yeah, we were young. So. And then how old were you when you met my father? And, and what circumstance was that? Because if I remember, there was some pressure at the time maybe from granny and grandpa, your parents, as young as you seem today to, to be getting married. They, I think, thought you were maybe so going to be I on was, the shelf. I had – okay, so the one fellow I was going out with at the time, we had a, a very, very um, high level of love. Not love. Could it be love? Well, we, we liked each other a lot. Yeah. And um, my parents liked him and we – had a good relationship and then the tables turned a little bit and my parents didn't think he was for me you know parents at 18 thought they kind of hmm. could make all the decisions for you which and i think that again is a difference today mm. is that there was a lot of pressure a lot of uh, parents held a lot of sway in the decisions of, of the, the they the, did they wouldn't they wouldn't you know if they thought somebody wasn't for you they just said you're not going out with him and yeah. that was it so whereas today the kids the, the you know they, yeah, they don't no. take not much notice of that they, at all they don't which sometimes is not a great idea they should maybe listen to more to their parents but in those days certainly in our family and families like mine if the parents said you're not going out with that person mm. you didn't go out with that person mm. and that mm. was it yeah but um, I was nursing at the time and, um, you know, I defied my parents and did <laughs> oh, go really? out with him. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. little and rebel. And my parents found out and they were not happy about that. I did not know that. Yes. Oh, my and gosh. Wow. then because they were so adamant about me not going out with him, um, my brother, my oldest brother, had a very, very close friend who had a cousin that was visiting from Cape Town, who happened to be your father. And mm. we went out one night and, and the cousin, mm. I beg your pardon, the friend of my brother then brought his cousin with who turned out to be your father. And that's, so that was almost, wasn't a date. He just said, oh, by the way, this is so-and-so. Mm. And we started dating. Mm. Um, even though I still had the other boyfriend on the side that my parents didn't want me to be with because I still, I really, 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 really was captivated by this fellow as wow. he was with me. Yeah. And, but, but I had to abide by what my parents <sighs> said. So it was terribly frustrating and it was not such a happy time. However, mm. I did start going out with your father and yes, the pressure was on. I've got to get married. And um, my older brother actually was engaged to his uh girlfriend who's still his wife now mm. and um so i felt the pressure as well to be honest mm. and um you know you i was 20 years old 19 actually yeah and you think to yourself oh well how bad can it be mm. make your parents happy mm. um but i mean there was more argy-bargy with this other fellow and what do you mean argy-bargy oh well he tried to get back into a relationship my parents said no i wanted wow. to be with him my parents wow. said no he then um, didn't behave very well, so that turned me off him. Ah. And then I kind of went out with your father more, and mm. that was it. So by 20, we were engaged and married. Wow, wow. I mean, 20 years old married is pretty hectic. So um, there was some serious case of unrequited love to, to a point. Yeah, I would say so. I mean... <laughs> Wow, um, it's like a it's like a, a, a Hollywood story, well, like a movie. Know. I think this happens often. I mean, yeah. I went out 
When I was second year nursing, I went out with a very, very fine and fabulous guy who was not of the same faith as me. And um, mm. I, we really, 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 really liked each other. He was a, a, was he a medical student or he was just a newly qualified doctor and I was a nurse and we really had a fabulous relationship mm. and I wasn't allowed to bring him home because he wasn't of the faith. And um, eventually December came and he was Catholic and I was Jewish and his, wow. we broke up because his parents weren't happy with me being Jewish and my parents weren't happy with him being Catholic. And mm. that was it. But I tell you what, I do think about him every now and again. and wow. wonder. Yep. And in fact, many years later, when I think I was still in South Africa, I think he... Did he ring me? I think he did. We did make contact somehow at the mm. hospital where we worked. I can't recall. It was just a brief sort of hello, how are you type of thing. Mm. Um, unfortunately, those are the things. So then you land up with a person that you you then married because you weren't allowed to pursue other relationships. Yeah, that you think is going to be. That you thought would have been better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 25 years later I got divorced because I didn't think... You know, we probably weren't suited. It was it was well, a pressure thing and it was... The truth of the matter is you were very different people, you and my father. Correct. And probably, probably really shouldn't have got married. 100%. I mean, that's the ultimate truth. A hundred percent. There was nothing wrong with him, nothing wrong with me. We we weren't alcoholics. We weren't womanizers or men menizers, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah. We weren't drug addicts. We both worked hard, but we just... We're not on the same page. No. And the fact that it actually lasted 25 <laughs> years in itself is a freaking miracle. <laughs> but we did immigrate in the middle of all of that. And yeah. I think that's the reason. Well, I think it added to an, an already bad foundation. You know, I mean, the biggest thing to come out of that, of course, was yourself and your brother, my yeah. son, who, um, you know, the love of my loves, my two children. And... Um, that's I'm grateful for that. But, you know, yourself and, and like a lot of people um, that have been married, I mean, a lot of people get divorced, a lot. I mean, the, the divorce rate is still sitting around 40%, 50%, you know. And so this is where I, I kind of ask the question, even if the, the way we dated or the way you dated and the way I'm dating today is resulting in the same level of divorce, like is it actually any better the way we date today or the way you dated in, in your generation? So it's uh, for me, I think the jury's still out. It's I think it's much harder today. But if you're marrying someone that's probably not right for you due to pressure, things that society and your parents are saying, you know, what... It, what's 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 any better i think the expectation on each party is enormous i mean i don't think the expectation was as high in those days you boy met girl you both knew what each other mm. did for a living or you were studying or what kind of families you came from and you went bang that's it let's get married today it's my personal opinion is let's just say i think mm. that each party is, is very picky choosy things have to be absolutely right and you know what life is not like that nobody's perfect the pressure in the very very early stages of dating today and when i'm not even you're not necessarily dating when you, the first messages that you send or the first conversations that you have are so fraught it feels like 
you're kind of holding a very, very fragile piece of glass and that if you say the wrong thing or if you the tone of the text message is wrong, it can it can all end before it begins. It's very there's a level of perfection and, and that, that we expect today that's that's unattainable. And the reason for that is because we are spoiled for choice. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, that doesn't sound quite right to me. Flick to the left or next profile because I'm sure I can find someone better. Well, you say spoiled for choice. Well, then where is everyone? Why, have, why are there so many single people if we're spoiled for choice? We like, are spoiled for choice because oh. with all with all the different apps and with all the websites, there are we are exposed to so many more people than we would have been in your day. I mean, you say you were introduced by you, you met people through introductions and through socials, etc. Mm-hmm. There are so many more avenues and opportunities to meet today. Yeah, but people, if you find somebody, my thing is this: if you find somebody who you can build a relationship on. They don't have to be the best looking person or the tallest person or the shortest person or the thinnest person or the richest person. But people, to me, are never happy. They always think around the corner somebody's better. Well, I say get a grip, people. Like, seriously, you know, nobody's perfect and spoiled for choice or not, I mean... I think we all just need a reality check is what you're saying. A reality check, schmeck. I mean, but it doesn't happen. I mean, there's all these single people around. Like, and that's the that's actually the one thing that I notice often when I'm on these dating sites and and, and apps is the number of single people out there is phenomenal. It is it is it is. There are so many people looking for connection, looking for um, the opportunity to be with someone, and we're we're actually doing ourselves in. We're doing ourselves a disservice by the choice that we have well i think you're on everybody needs to get off the dating sites get off them and go go to a pub go somewhere else meet somebody i I don't don't know i don't advocate um apps and dating sites as the only way to meet people they are one option and i and i agree with you you have to have other social outlets people must yeah but what is the expectation when you go out you go out you see a guy or a girl He's not exactly look looks like what you think is what you want. So you won't even go and talk to that person or they won't even come up and talk to you. In actual fact, all you're doing is bringing the nightclub or the social activity into your room when you're on Tinder. That's why I say meeting organically, going out and meeting people is absolutely what people should be doing, but it's not necessarily any different to the way we choose people on apps and online well, you know what i mean those apps go out have a good time but don't be desperate don't be desperate like this this whole bunch of i don't know what age group it is 35 to 45 year olds i don't know like desperados like <laughs> you know if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen exactly that's but, true as well yeah i mean you have to make some effort as well i mean you have to a little bit of an effort but not to be desperate um you know and but going on all these sites i mean i don't know i haven't been on a dating site for 15 years i wouldn't know what that you know but I, I guess everybody's just at the end of the day people need to have somebody to love and to love them and and that i think is what people want really they do and i think the difference between how we date today and how you dated is that there are these additional opportunities to find exactly what you've just said, to find someone uh, to be with, to, for companionship, to to build a relationship with. Well, see, again, in our day, we'd have what we used to call overs. 
<laughs> what's an o- what's overs? Well, oh my gosh. You 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 decide up there'd be like all your friends were all single because mm-hmm. we were young. Yeah. And there'd be 10 of you and you'd have five boys, you'd invite five boys over and five girls and you'd say, I'm having an overs tonight, do you want to come? Oh my gosh, I love and it. And then yeah. you'd have five girls, five boys, you'd sit, you'd have something to eat, you'd have a not even drinking. There was no drinking, none of this alcoholic binging, yeah, drugging, right. doping. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not being old fashioned because, you know, I can do with a drink in time too. <laughs> but I mean, you still, we have an yep. overs. And let me tell you, plenty of relationships were formed at an overs. That doesn't happen because everybody's too busy swiping on Tinder. <laughs> swiping on Tinder going, yeah, yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We can go down the road and have a quick bonk. What is that? Come on, people. But, okay, first, wait. First of all, how old were you when you were having these overs? How, how old? 14, 15, 16. Ah, okay. Yep. Overs were a great way of meeting people. But you weren't having sex at that. Uh, that no, no. It was all very not. innocent. Certainly not sex <laughs> at 14. No. So sex before marriage wasn't a, as prevalent as it I is today? I think it was. I think was. people just didn't talk about it. Whereas ah. today people go, oh, if you don't have sex before you're married, you're a weirdo now. <laughs> but in those yeah. days, I think everybody did. I mean, it's bloody natural for God's sake. So did you have yeah, sex before? of course. You had sex before you got married? Hell yeah. I, I think I've asked you this you before have asked and you've said you never, no. No, I've never said no. Oh, or maybe my. I just didn't tell you. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but I think I was 18 or 19 or something. Yeah, I certainly yeah, yeah. wasn't having sex at 14, 15 or 16. No. So essentially my father was not the first man that you had slept no. with. Okay. Good to know. So tell me your parents, my grandparents, my, yeah. my grandparents, um, how did they meet? I mean, how did they meet and, and how do you think it was different for them? Dating, it probably would have been even more controlled than oh, it was than way your, more controlled. Yeah. So they absolutely had to marry within the, the, the their religion. Um, mm. It was mainly a lot of it was introduction. Yeah, I think my parents were also had intro- Yeah, they were introduced right at a barbecue, I believe. So barbecues um, are a winner. Yeah, it was mainly introduction. I mean, it was yeah, or they met at school, or yeah, yeah. working in the same shop together, or a customer and a shopkeeper, that kind of thing. So my the, grandparents, there was no way, there was no you know yeah. Tinder in those days. Of course, no, no. So, the, but the, I guess what the the comparison there is that the, there wasn't the proximity to the person that you would, were going to be with is a lot closer yeah, yeah, than yeah. it is today. I mean, today Correct. you can meet people on on, on another continent yeah, from your yeah, room. Yeah. And also I think the difference with them, with that generation is you all, I mean, marriage was for life. You 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 got married yeah. and, and there was no real question of divorce. Yeah. Very few people in that generation. Yeah, yeah. so so in the forties, the thirties and forties, yeah. the idea that that you would get divorced was was not even really a question. You you really you were stuck married it out. For life. But even before that, I mean, like our grandparents. I don't know many of any of my friends' grandparents who were divorced. Mm. Our parents, yeah, there were some divorced parents, but um, most of our parents were sort of stayed together and even if they're really unhappy mm. they sort of stayed together because the kids came along and the grandkids come along and when you've got grandkids you kind of renew your interests a bit so mm. Mm. you can put your fighting aside or whatever because you've got these other little people around so yeah it's a different you know you, you bring in a different level of 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 interest yeah know? yeah it's interesting because I listened to a stat today, actually, or a comment about 
in the 60s, 80% of people aged in their 20s were in relationships or married. And today, it's 20% of 28, 29-year-olds. So the, the shift in people in relationships has swung the other way. And there are far more single people today than there were back in the 60s, 50s and 40s and so on. It's scary and it's a commentary on where we are today. Is technology better? All the options. Are we actually progressing along with technology? Probably not. No, I just think people are full of shit. I just think, no, I do. I'm sorry, but I do. I think think people will go out, they'll date, things won't be exactly as they wanted instead of working on it working on it they'll go oh well i can just get back onto tinder tomorrow or rsvp or whatever else and they 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 drop the partner just because things aren't perfect so this there you know there's there's not enough um Account- commitment and accountability, yeah, accountability responsibility there isn't enough. people yep. just go oh yeah well it's way know. too easy it's too easy and i just i just i think it's wrong and i just think we need to look at our values again i really i do i think we can look i have to look at our value system and 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 think you know i think the days of deciding you know what i'm going to work with this i like them a lot there's a lot i like about this person and for whatever baggage or issues they have i can work with that as well and i'm going to grow with them and help them along the journey i think there's a lot of people that think i need i need myself to be perfection and i need someone else to be perfection as well it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. It's it's a false no, expectation, and, and yeah, which is why, yeah. which is why you get the revolving door. Yeah. It's about being authentic, and someone wanting you for your authentic self, and you wanting someone else for their authentic. What whatever that means and whatever that brings. Yeah, but people aren't authentic. I don't think so anyway. That's why these websites are not. They're all rubbish because the the the, the people lie on them. But you could meet someone in a bar and they could lie to you as well. It's only once you know so you yeah, go on I know, a few but dates. When you're looking at their face, it's very different to looking at their face on on a website. No question. No and there is a whole other show to be done That's on right. why people lie exactly. on, on dating sites, etc. Yeah, etc. Exactly. Et no, of course, of course. The big question, Mother Tinderland. <laughs> yes, daughter. <laughs> it's a confronting question and I think there are a lot of people that would never have this conversation with their parents and there are probably parents that are dying to have this conversation with their children and would never broach it. Um, you and I are pretty open and we, I kind of think I know where you stand on this, but I'm, the truth is, I'm 41, let's be honest. And so how, how do you feel about me being 41 and single? I hate it. Good, 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 good. Good <laughs> answer. No, no, no. I don't hate it. What I hate is, what I don't like is, as I said before, I think everybody needs to be loved and uh, and have the ability to love somebody else. And I, and it upsets me to know that you haven't got that in your life mm-hmm. because that, that, brings a, that brings its own securities when you can love somebody and they can love you. It's, sure. it's a really, it's a nice feeling. Mm. It brings a sense of settlement to your to your being, mm. you know. And so, of course, who, which mother mm. wouldn't want their child, male or female, to have a loving partner with them? Of course, it's not only the love side of it or the caring or the looking after of each other. It's 
financially it's easier, physically it's easier, you need to move house, you move together. I mean, it's yeah. everything. And of course, then there's, there's the aspect of having children. As a mother, of course, you want your child, if they want to have children, to have the ability to have children and to have a loving partner to have children. Again, I know you can have an IVF, I mm. know you can have, but really and truly, it, what better than having it with a loving, caring partner that you can if be If it's with possible to have it. with them and all of that. Being, if it's being possible equal. to have it. So yeah. no, I don't, I think, I, no, it's quite upsetting for me mm. to know that you as my daughter are single. Mm. Obviously, I don't sit crying about it every day, as nor do you, I no. know that. Yeah. And you have made a life for yourself and you get out there and you're very social and I'm very proud of you and you you work and you look after yourself and which is amazing because that is a hard thing to do as a single person. It is not easy. Mm. I know that. I've been single for 20 years. I know that. Mm -hmm. But no, I, my preference would be that you were in a loving, caring relationship. I don't want you in a relationship if it's going to be a horrible, nasty threatening kind of relationship sure. no i'd rather have you single yeah um of course and i would have loved for you to have children so you know mm. and and from my point of view as well i guess every child wants to make their parent happy and and i know that for you that for me to find someone would be the ultimate and i and i you know it's want to give ultimate. that to you. it's not the ultimate it would make me extremely happy yeah no not the uh, my ultimate is for you to be happy in whatever you choose to do right and be healthy yes that is my ultimate yes the, ch the cherry on the top of that mm. would be if you found somebody to love and care for on both sides yeah yeah and yeah i'd like to plan a wedding so <laughs> I know, I know. You probably you can't wait. Okay. I know you've already. No, you you've know, already. So, um, I mean, that's you know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Go with the flow. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know what? Know. And I've and I've always said this: if it happens, it happens, and I'm gonna and I work to to try and, and make it a possibility. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's life. You know. We'll, we we can only we can only try. The truth is, we, uh, you know, people that are dating today are working in challenging circumstances, as we've just discussed. And uh, so, um, we, you know, we can only try and we'll see what happens. Seriously, I don't get it. Yeah. no, I don't get it. I don't, and not only you, but I see some of your friends also are fabulous. Yep. And I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It's perplexing for me and some of my friends who are in the same situation as I am with their kids mm. and we are just dumbfounded. It comes back to everything we've just been saying. So the conundrum is, is real for me when I think about myself and my friends and other thousands of other single people that seem to be lovely and amazing. It comes back to this whole era of dating that we're living in at the moment. Spoiled for choice, too easy to go on to the next, no one's perfect and no one's willing to work on the imperfections with other people because they think perfection's around the corner. We are deluding ourselves. Compromise, and I, people. Compromise. And Absolutely. everybody goes, no, you shouldn't have to compromise. You do actually have to of compromise. Of course you have to compromise. You do. Of course. You have to compromise. Of course you do. Of course you do. Well... Is there anything else you'd like to say as we wrap up this very insightful conversation? Well, I just want to say that it's it's a great shame that there's that amount of single people around. Some people choose to be single. I get that too. Mm. And that's great. It's and very that's true. Okay. But, um, you know, I think people should start looking at other single people and taking the chance. Take a chance on somebody out there. 
take a chance. Go, you know what? That girl, she looks she looks okay. I'm going to go take her out or vice versa. Mm. Take a chance. You never know. Mm. Don't just expect perfection and the wonderment of, you know. <laughs> what we see in the movies or. Exactly. Yeah, what you yeah. see in the Just take a chance. There's some amazing, single, fabulous people out there. Just do it. Just do it. Good advice. Thanks, Mum. Thank you, Mother Tinderland, for taking Pleasure, for taking the time to come and tell us your story. Maybe this time next year we'll be maybe you'll be planning a wedding. a wedding. Maybe you'll be planning Woo-hoo. a wedding, but maybe we won't, and we'll still be on the journey, and it'll be okay. It will be okay. It will be okay. But as I said, having somebody loving and caring in your life is fabulous, and it doesn't make your life better. It just enhances it. So, upwards and onwards. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Mum. You're 100% right. Well, that was a revealing chat. My mum wasn't a virgin when she married my dad. And now I know what overs are. It's kind of cute. Although I think today's equivalent might be something like Netflix and chill mostly though it reinforces how starkly different dating is today from the days of our parents and grandparents we seem to know our neighbors less but be more connected to people in the next suburb state or country too much choice can be a burden but i think i'd prefer to be single than with someone i was told to or encouraged to be with that ultimately wasn't right for me God knows, I haven't picked great ones in the past, so maybe someone else could do a better job for me. I don't know. It's just not as black and white as that. What do you think? Do you long for a simpler time where you marry the boy or girl next door? Did our parents or grandparents miss out by not having the technology to meet more people? And if there are fewer people married or in relationships today, What do dating and relationships look like in the future? And how will we be meeting people and connecting? Let me know your thoughts at the Dating Upside Down Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages or the blog at datingupsidedown.com. And please share any thoughts, comments, stories of your own or topics you'd like me to cover. And if you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the Dating Upside Down podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast channel. You can also join me as a guest on the Dating Upside Down podcast. Just head to datingupsidedown.com and apply via the Be My Guest tab. To all of you wonderful DUD listeners, thank you for spending some time with me and Mother Tinderland. And until next episode... Happy dating. <laughs>